I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Good morning, Foss. Welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. We're going to spend quite a bit of time talking about how to fix yourself. And I have some interesting thoughts on that in terms of, um, you know, people that maybe have thought they've been broken and uh, are figuring out that maybe they just need to kind of switch gears and look at things a little differently. But can you share with the listeners a little bit about who you are, your backstory, all the amazing things that you've been doing in your life? And we can talk about fixing. Sure. First, uh, so uh, thanks so much for having me aboard. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a psychologist. I've been that for over four decades. And, uh, you know, I'm that person that just loves to be around people. Uh, so I continue to do this. Uh, we, we put a few books together to help people, uh, you know, kind of learn the kind of things they need to do to help fix themselves as we're talking, uh, you know, and I like to keep my programs very actionable. Uh, so people don't just hear a lot of information that people keep throwing out there. I like to give people steps in order to move forward. So, you know, for me, I've just been that people person, I guess, and I continue to do that. And I love that. I love the the idea of being a people person. It's funny, in the past couple of years, I found myself being more of an animal person and less of a <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> um, yeah, no kidding. So, um, so talk to me a little bit about this this concept that you've developed, um, and you've executed this all over. You've worked in settings like with deaf children and in prisons and nursing homes and substance abuse centers. Share with me a little bit about the process way of life and the Fix Yourself Handbook. Sure, you know. It's a question people ask a lot, and it's a good one. And you know what I tell people is, you know, everything we do in life is a process. Whether we're talking about life processes, like being honest and truthful, into uh, you know uh, keeping yourself grounded, all those kinds of things, to the simplest things, just like you know you and I are doing a podcast today. We had a lot, a lot of little processes we had to do to get there. Life is the same way, and I've put together the processes I think are important. Uh, you know, uh, learning, uh, as I said, to trust it, to be honest, um, uh, how to love people, uh, how to reduce anger, uh, those types of things. And I put the, in the first book, I put uh, 36 chapters, all with a different process. And it explains, you know, the way I teach is I, I say here in a good capsulized form, let's not get wordy about it. Here's all the all the information about that specific process. And at the end, whether it's a counseling session I'm, I'm, I'm involved in or just talking to someone or the book, here are the steps you can take to make that happen. I like things actionable uh, so that people have a place to go with them uh, when you're teaching. And, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is simplicity. 
I find that that a lot of these self-help things, you know, they're so freaking complicated that by the time you finish reading it, you're not sure what's heads or tails or what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And I like the idea of tangible simplicity. What are some of the what are some of the tools that that you find work the best in terms of let's let me give you a scenario. Let's say somebody's, you know, pain body wound is is activated and they're feeling highly dysregulated. Um, you know, maybe it's a, an abandonment button. Maybe it's a not being chosen button. Maybe, um, maybe it's a not good enough button. What, what's one of the first things that you recommend for people in terms of how to get control of that, you know, on fire survival brain that has taken over? No, it is a great question. It's 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 the question I think that has to be asked in the beginning of anything that, that we're doing, anything people are doing to try to change themselves. And I have actually four or five of them to get people started. But that first one is just to slow down a minute, catch your breath. When these things happen, you know, pain, for example, that triggers everything. But uh, when things in our lives begin uh, you know, to, to get to us and, and you know, the mind takes off. It goes in a hundred different directions. You can feel your body accelerating. The emotions are coming up. I just tell people, you know, get your body sl- slowed down a little bit. And that can be in so many different ways, you know, whether you're using meditation or prayer or yoga or concentrating on your breathing. Get your body down first because you've got to slow down in order to even think about any change you want to make or to assimilate any information that people are teaching you got to slow down first. And we are not a culture that likes that too much. No, we don't. And, and not only do we not like to slow down, but we want everything to happen now. <laughs> now, our, what we, we want it our way. We want it fast. We want it to, you know, everything. And, and the other part, part of that, we don't seem to concern ourselves with collateral damage. You know, let's get it fast. Let's get it now. All those quick fixes. And we'll pay the price that, you know, later on and not even think about it. But by the time we get there, we have, you know, a thousand later ons and we didn't do anything about it. Now we're stuck. That's right. <laughs> Not only are we stuck, but typically now we're filled with some level of shame and guilt and we have to yes, make amends with someone because of our actions. It's, it's a compounded effect that, that plays out there. So in all the places that you worked, what was the most challenging? You know, I've been asked that question because people see that there's been so many places I've worked and I've done that on purpose. It wasn't, gee, I, you know, just switching jobs. I wanted all the various um, uh, places to work, just give myself a, a whole lot of places to to go back and grab the information when people need it. I think that the one that had the, uh, the greatest impact on me, however, would be the prison. Um, you know, a, a number of opportunities happened to come up that year. And for whatever reason, I, I just, that one attracted me. So I spent five years counseling in a prison and you learn a lot about life in a completely different perspective, although it, it, it mimics everything else that we do, the freedoms, the shame, the guilt, uh, all those things. They're, they're magnified there, but boy, you really get a chance to tear into all of those things. And then you find out that the people there, a lot of them just aren't bad people. They're just people that made mistakes. That's right. That's right. And, um, you know, usually it's one bad mistake after another in those cases. <laughs> it um, is. And, and people don't, they, they don't have the skills. They don't have the training. They don't have any support in order to make any a, a different choices. So they keep on repeating the same behaviors. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's really it's really yucky to me that the life skills needed to do life are just never really taught. I mean, I don't I don't see any place in which unless somebody's really seeking that out, you know, and then we take years of uh family systems being kind of ripped apart by both parents having to work or you know, various different things. And then you start getting into this generational trauma that's just kind of passed down and continues on. And it seems like there's no way out of it. And that's the key. It seems like there's no way out. And I go back to what you were saying before with, you know, self-help books and wordy and people get lost in them. And a lot of counseling sessions are like that too, where people go in and, and they leave the session and, and they don't really have a blueprint to start moving things forward. You know, so, you know, whether I'm I'm counseling people or I'm I'm right or I'm, you know, it's what I write in the books. It's always let's keep it short to the point, give as much information as possible. But, you know, condense that enough and make that something that people can understand. And then, you know, and I do this at the end, every chapter and every book that I write, there are those steps. There's a three, four, five, six, whatever steps do these things. And the other thing is, you know. If, if you're counseling people, as you know, uh, you know, you, you're, you're going to be a, a reference for them. If they get stuck again, they want to call you back. So I think a good self-help book, a good counseling program should always have that feature built into it. The books I write, they can go back. There's six, seven pages each chapter and they can go right back. You know, I'm getting angry again. Where's that chapter on anger? Let me get that information. Let me go to those steps. So, you know, everything has to be actionable. And, you know, if we if we can change that around, not only in books and counseling, just the way we live our lives, get, you know, take a step back, get the information, look for the facts, now put a plan together to move forward. Things get a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. And so when when you're talking about prison reform, as example, how how did you do that? How did you you know, how did you how did you help people in that environment, people that feel really hopeless a lot of times mm -hmm. you know I, the same way I, I i my own philosophy of life i don't think you you know even when i counsel people you don't just sit back in the chair and and listen and nod and, and say here try this and then they leave and that's the end of it uh, i could have done that in an office which they, of course they provided in the jail i i was rarely in my office uh, i was the guy out in the blocks in in, in in you know where the cells are i was in the chow hall the um, the yard, the shops. I go where the people are because I wanted to see them as they were. You know, if if uh, the guard escorted them to my office and we sit down, the person's on their best behavior. They're guarded. You know, it's it's systematized. I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna help people, it's one person at a time. It's a uh, uh, safe. It's a complete acceptance, uh, and and it's give people a chance just to be who they are. And, and that creates that willingness to talk and go a little bit deeper. So it, it's not the way, you know, 99% of the people are going to counsel in a jail system, but I thought it was the right way to go. And, and what did you say to people who maybe don't have any feelings of like, you know, as example, maybe they're never getting out. You have some of those. The, the uh, jail I counseled was in a medium uh, a security facility, so people did get out. It was a two-year sentence, that kind of thing. Um, in, in, the, in those other places, the people, the counselors that I uh, uh, yeah, 
cross paths with would always say we just try to it's you know, you know they're terminal so to speak in there we're going to make things as comfortable as possible help them to grow and maybe let them know that uh, they're not alone in this horrible uh, tragedy that, that they're living um, but for the most part people just want to be able to kind of connect with someone uh, you know and a lot of us have that we can go back and say there was that one person that you know they said something or they accepted me and they really I really felt like, like they like they uh, they believed in me and they changed my life. And, you know, so I'm just trying to be that one person to as many people as I can. I, I like that. And and that it, that makes me so sad to think about that. You know, the people that just really. But there are people that are not in prison that are in prison. They're you in their mental yes, prison, are. you know, mm-hmm. and they feel that sense of hopelessness that nothing's ever going to change, you know. Um, I, I listen to, I follow one of those kind of hard, hardcore, like rough and rough love, um, motivational guys on Instagram. And he said, uh, you know, a lot of you believe that it's just not in your cards. He's like, screw that. Go get a new deck. <laughs> and that's exactly the case. That's exactly, you know, and, 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 and that is exactly the way I think I don't come on like that. Cause that's going to push a lot of people that'll, that'll, you know, scare some people. But, uh, the bottom line is we have a whole lot more control than we think we do, but we, you know, it, you know, when I, when I talk to people, I say, you know, think about the way you're talking to yourself. Think about how you're thinking about yourself. Cause that's what you're going to do. Uh, it's as simple as that. And if you don't redo some of that and I, and I don't want to get into that, you know, fluffy, positive self-love crap. Uh, I just want people to understand that, everything we need is already inside us it's all there we got we just have to stop being afraid to go get it right right everything we need is inside of us we just have to stop being afraid to go get it i think the biggest thing that i saw over the last couple of years is everybody's afraid of everything like people don't trust themselves they don't have the ability to say like i know what i need i know what's right for me or wrong for me and i'm gonna live my life within that or outside of that, even depending on how you look at it, where it seemed that a lot of people lost track of that and and they ended up, you know, feeling like they couldn't. Well, you know, I think you said a mouthful. Everyone looks at it and says, well, I don't, I'm not doing much because, gee, I don't trust that person, that, that thing. And I think, and, and I always tell them, it's not about any of that outside stuff. Do you trust you? That's the bottom line. They're not your power. You are. You've got to be able to trust yourself. That doesn't mean you're going to go out there and be successful every time. Doesn't mean you're not going to make a fool of yourself here and there. But do you trust yourself enough to keep on going? That's the key. Are you committed enough to keep working the program and make the modifications and get help if you need it? There's nothing at all wrong with that. But do you trust yourself? Are you worthy? You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, You got to go inside and get it. And, And if you keep doing it, and that is the secret. If you keep on doing it, you have to win. <laughs> you have to win. Dang it. Number two is only the first loser. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. They think, you know, it's like people come in and they'll say that they, they, they want to lose weight. They want to get in shape. And then they went out and they worked for a couple of months. And I'm not seeing that much. And I said, think about this. You were sitting around overeating, doing all those things you were doing. Now you're in the gym or wherever you're doing your workout. If you keep on doing it, do you think you have some kind of body that will never respond? Of course it will. Just keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Don't miss. And the other thing is, whether it's working out or any life change, 
this is not should not be a, you know, a monstrous, horrible chore. Enjoy the change. Enjoy the, what you, the, the, the choices you're making and that you're executing. Every day, go in them with this mindset that says, I like this, I, I'm, worth, I'm, I'm worth it, and I'm going to do this, and nothing's going to stop me, and nothing will. I love that. It made me think of that little fish in, uh, in that movie. What was it? Nemo just keeps swimming. swimming. Dory, the fish. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, big, I'm a big proponent of also reevaluating. Like I've been doing things and doing things and doing things. And I'm like, okay, I need to hit the pause button. I need to pump the brakes. And I need to take a look at maybe doing a little pivot here because this is not working. <laughs> like, you know? We know what? Nothing works forever, you know, and our brains are set up uh, not only to adjust to change, but the brain has, you know, this, the, the way it works is it actually has a feature that helps is, is motivated to change. It's, you know, the world's dynamic. We're part of the world. So we have to be dynamic or we'd be dead a long time ago. So the, change is, is essential, but it, it's not, you know, these huge pivots. I, you're right. I, you know, I, I reevaluate every day. I don't journal, but it's kind of a mental journal every day. And every so often I look and say, all right, you know, we've been doing this the same way. I, I, I'll, I'll make some changes just to ensure that I'm not, you know, creating a rut for myself. Just so, you know, Put some new things in there. Uh, do something that uh, that I didn't do before. See how it feels. Maybe I'll use it. Maybe I won't. But the the key is that the and, and change is one of those processes I talk about. Introduce little changes here and there. It really uh, spices up the world for you. I love that. Hey, where can people get in contact with you? How can they learn about what you've got going on? Where can they find out more about about all things Fast? Uh, just go to my website, my name, FaustRegero.com. Everything about me is there. The books, uh, the, the first book, as we've been talking about, the one that's we're actually publishing this week, the Fix Your Anxiety Handbook is coming out. Uh, we've turned the Fix Yourself uh, theme into a, a series. So there's going to be about 10 books in there. Nice. Uh, so we're going to, we're, you know, we're following through. And so everything, media stuff, everything I do is on the website, FaustRegero.com. And I do have a contact page and I do, believe it or not, get back to people. <laughs> I love that. And as always, folks, we put the links in the show notes. So make sure you tap those and go say hello. Thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate having you on the podcast and talking about fixing yourself. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.